Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question. We just honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. But ultimately, the goal is not to be critics. It's not to make objective value judgments about the things that we hear. We just want to put new music in front of you, even if we diss something very hard. Um, We encourage you to go out and support the things that you like. Buy records, go see bands, buy merch, all that good stuff. Um, The format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between like five and seven of them. The bands are selected at random. And that's really all there is to it. Um, I will point out real quick (coughs) at the top of the episode... um, Friend of the show, Shane from Anthropophagus, pointed out that uh, on the last episode, we're still like working out the kinks on recording with this new setup. So the vocals sounded good, but that all of the all of the songs uh, were apparently in mono. I don't know how that happened. We recorded straight off the board. I It bounced stereo tracks from the board to my DAW. Evidently, at some point in the process, they got, they got reduced to mono. I have no idea how. So sorry for the reduction in sound quality last week. You should be apologizing for this fucking groveling. Believe me, no, no, this it doesn't matter to a single fucking person. It mattered to at least one person. You. It mattered to Shane, who made it known to me. Eh. I listened to it. It sounded fine in a truck, <laughs> right? I mean, right compared, which is, you know, probably like, how most people are listening to you this. You know, I, I almost feel like Shane's just like doing a little psyops on you because he knows it's going to make you. Uh, wring your hands and worry, worry, worry at the beginning of an episode. I'm not worried. I was just saying, you know, if you noticed that the the music on the last episode was mono or it sounded worse than normal, my bad. I would say, cool. That's If, what, if you noticed that it was uh, mono? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to... Like, the, what the fuck? Virtually every single basement show I go to, I can't hear the vocalist through the PA, and it sounds like fucking shit. Like, we should be used to this shit by now. Sure, right? but I'm still trying to present... I, what I, I guess the only reason is because I'm trying to present the music as it is presented to us, sure. because I think that that's a good faith act. You I, know I, what I mean? Yeah, but, you know, oh well. <laughs> yeah. if, you noticed, if you noticed a reduction in quality this week, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Maybe it's better this week, but you know what? It doesn't really matter in the first place because you're buying seven inches from bands that sound like shit. You know what I mean? Like intentionally. Yeah, that's true on some level. You know what I mean? You know, it's just whatever. It is what it is. I have plenty of seven inches that if I actually played them on a nice stereo with good high fidelity equipment, yeah, they would sound terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's true for sure. Right? Yeah. They sound better because of the low fineness. So it doesn't matter is my point. Yeah, maybe we did somebody a favor. It doesn't matter. Right. Right? Okay. Heat death is a real thing, and that means that nothing matters. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, it probably doesn't matter, but nonetheless, I wanted to acknowledge it up top. So, you got anything? Uh, any anecdotes, fun stories, life updates? Anything before we jump into the queue, or can we just cut cut the bullshit and no, go right into no, it? No, I, I don't have anything. Nothing, nothing fucking happened this week. So no, no funny stories. No. Uh, okay. No, no nothing. Yeah, I have no thoughts or anything. I will say that if you're in the tri-state area surrounding Indiana, there are some good shows coming up at the Bug House. I put I put like a, a show calendar up on the uh, on like social media and whatnot. But if you don't use it and you do live nearby and you're interested in shows, um, I guess I'll plug those real quick. On November 18th, I've got Gel, Gum, and N Love at the Bug House. Um, on December 12th, I've got Illiterates at the Bug House. I'm trying to get Kiddo from Indianapolis on that show as well. I'm just waiting to hear back. And then I believe on January 12th, I have got School Drugs from New Jersey. 
Um, I think we've had all of the bands just mentioned on the show at some point. They're all good. Yeah. So if you're in the area and you want to come out to a show, uh, hit me up. That you, you know, I'll give you the address, send you a flyer, whatever you want. So yeah. it's good because it's the only way that I learn about them either. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I just have to tell you. Right. right. Um, also, I wanted to shout out uh, two new patrons real qu- patrons real quick. Um, Nick at the five dollar tier, and uh, simply I don't know the name, but Sky Rules at the ten dollar tier. Um, a, an excellent Patreon name. Um, thanks to uh, thanks to everybody who has subscribed. We've been getting some getting some new subscribers in lately. Probably probably because we've actually been uploading good new content. I'm sure that contributes to it somewhat. Maybe so. I guess. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's just uh, jump straight into the queue this week with no bullshit. Then so. First up, we have got Stingray. This was submitted by Carl. Says he is a longtime listener, first-time submitter. This is uh, a release called Feeding Time. It's come out. It came out on uh, Levita S and Muse. I think it dropped in. Let's see when did this? Uh, just recently. Okay, cool. September seventeenth. So this came out like right around the time that he initially submitted it. But as some of you may or may not know, we're always about a month and a half behind on the actual submissions on this show. Um, then we have got Black Knife with Murder Season. This was sent in by Nick Miller. He says it's uh, good headbanging music. Looks like it. Then we have got Strong Boys with Homo. This is a new release on Static Shock that I've seen a lot of people big up in, and I uh, waited to listen to because I, I know a few people sent this in. This was submitted by Ryan Donahoe and our homie Micah. Um, everybody has described this as basically being 86 mentality but gay. Okay. Um, then we have got Ingrown with Gun. This is a band from Boise, Idaho. This was sent in by Vince Guglielmi, who described it as uh, fun, ass-beating, fake power violence. I know a couple of the members of this band, they would probably cop to be in fake PV. Um, the format for this band is basically really fast bar- part and then ignorant mosh part. Um, they played at Convulse Fest. They were a lot of fun live. The records have never really resonated with me. I've yet to listen to this one, but I know a lot of people like it, and they are a whole lot of fun live, so we'll see. Um, then we have got Window Phase <coughs> with Window Phase 3. This was sent in by uh, Nicholas B. Sales, who does this project. We really liked the first demo that he sent in. It was like true weirdo shit. Yeah. Uh, super lo-fi. He said he refrained from sending in Window Phase 2 because it was like very similar to the first release. Um, so he said he wanted to send this one in, and it is the third of what will ultimately be four releases that he's going to do with this project this year. Then we have got Oxygen Tank with their demo 2021. This was sent in by John from The Path. Technically, this does meet the criteria for his uh, international submissions because this is from uh, Toronto. This is, I guess, a a new Chris Callahan band. So I don't think that Chris has ever done something that I've straight up disliked. There's been some stuff that I have been kind of ambivalent to, but I'm stoked to hear a new Chris Callahan band. This is a dude who's basically uh, never never been content to uh, to rest on his laurels. Then we have got the new repeat Offender 7-inch, Summary Execution. This was sent in by Zach Honeycutt. Some other people might have sent it in, too. I have heard this. It's really, really good. I was surprised to find that, Nate, you have not, so I went ahead and threw it in the queue. This is really, really good ripping shit. Uh, it's out on Mendeco Discac. Then we have got Grief Nocturne with Theater of Exiled Eyes. Um, this was, I think this is a return to the queue. This is uh, under the, I guess this initially was the project, a project called Iron Noose, um, which was a project that this dude Justin Straw did with our friend Adam Walker. Um, we had another one of Justin's projects on the show when, on the episode that uh, Adam guested on. This is something that initially was a project with Adam and now is, I guess, just a continuation of that project in a, in a solo respect. Then we have got Sunblock with Witherworld. This was sent in by Kiefer, who plays in the band. He described this as if the Lemonheads were on SST Records, which sounds pretty fucking mm. sick to me. Yeah. Uh, new band from Albany, New York. 
And then last up, we have got two witnesses with their demo. This was sent in by Rich Miles. Um, he says this is new Louisville, Kentucky, hard shit with uh, kind of the DNA of Marauder in there. So there you go. Let's roll the dice, see what's up first for the evening. All right. Four. All right. Four is Gun by Ingrown. You can find this at ingrownhc.bandcamp.com. Like I said, this is a, a very hype record right now. A whole lot of people like it, or at least a whole lot of people in my peer group like it. Maybe it hasn't reached you yet. Definitely a good set at Convulse Fest. Everybody's going crazy. Everyone's fucking losing it, losing it yeah. over this record. Um, at least, at least to the you know, I don't know, seventy or so people in the supported by column on Bandcamp there's, there's are losing. There's probably it. at least a thousand people on the planet really like this band right so it's not bad it's not, not not so bad right yeah um okay cool let's see they've got uh waste the second song on here queued up to play so we'll just listen to that so we're going to hear waste by ingrown off of their record gun gun We just heard the song Waste by Ingrown off of their new record, Gun. Nate, how'd you feel about that? I could see why you would like that live. That sounds like it would be fun live. It's a lot of fun live. And kids um, go off, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That was not what... I, I did. Is this one you said that was like false PV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of all over the place. Pretty thrashy. Yeah. Metalcore. I guess the blast beats make it PV, but that's just grind. I mean, I don't know if I would... I, I don't think I would... As if it fucking matters, yeah. right? Use the letters PV to describe this. So, the older stuff, I think, is more so uh, than this is. This is more polished than the uh, than their previous releases. Um, the other stuff was more overtly power violence. I think that this retains power violence influence in the like fast blasty parts. And I can see how somebody would classify this as sort of like jokingly false power violence or jock power violence. And I think other songs on this record do have, again, like a more overt PV influence. But um, I'm sure they would recoil at the usage of the term metalcore. But I mean, you got Chucky, Chuggy breakdowns in there in 2021. Mm. You've probably arrived there via metalcore somewhere or another. In, in one way or another. Right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, whether it was from the fucking 90s, the aughts or today. Right. Metalcore, metalcore of all eras. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just like I, I think it's. It uh, it celebrates its own meatheadedness, you know what I Which mean? Which I can get behind. Yeah, it's it doesn't shy away from it. Um, it's super fun live. It like it really wears the fact that it's like trying to be ass beating and stupid on its sleeve, and I appreciate that about it. Sure. I don't like I said I don't really gravitate towards this band on record, but I don't shy away from an opportunity to see him play live either. You know? Yeah. This this is like um, 
what this 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 is a 12 inch right yeah i don't think it's it, it's technically a long player right yeah it's not an lp in a traditional sense um because i'm pretty sure you could fit all this on a seven inch definitely yes um but uh yeah, this is exactly about how long I would want to see this set be. For sure. Yeah, and they and they keep it brief. You know, they play like a fucking, I don't know, it was like a 16-minute long set or something. Yeah, it was, it was just about perfect. Virtually um, no breaks between songs. Oh, there were none. Just no go. breaks at all. They li- It was literally one song to the next. And they sound really good live, too. They're super, sure. super fucking dialed in. Drummer is really good. Everybody is like, they're also a three-piece. No, mm-hmm. no standalone vocalist. It's just guitar, bass, drums. I yeah. think it works really, really well. Um, yeah, and if you like that song, you like the rest of the stuff. This is like that's very representative of what this band sounds like. They're very two formula on this shit. They have something locked dialed in that they like to do and that they're really good at. And like in bursts of uh, you know twelve to sixteen minutes, I think it, it works pretty well. Sure. Um, all right, cool. Let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Eight. All right, eight is Sunblock with Wither World. This is uh, you can find this at Sunblock minus the K. So S U N B L O C dot Bandcamp dot com. This is uh, what was self-described as the Lemonheads if they were on SST, which actually, I mean, is not that far from the roots of the Lemonheads anyway, because before they became like kind of one of the premier power pop bands of the 90s, they were already, they were on Tang records and they were like, fundamentally, they were a punk band. Yeah, Um, They were coming from a place that was influenced very much by like Boston hardcore and stuff that was on the periphery of hardcore, like Who's Could Do and the replacements and shit like that. So, I mean, you know, fundamentally, the Lemon had started as a punk band anyway. So I'm interested to see what you mean by that. Um, I think that the, so at the time that this was submitted to us, they had only released the single off of this EP, Rock Candy. Um, so we'll just go with that since that was the song that was initially intended to be sent to us. So we're going to listen to Rock Candy by Sunblock off of Wither World.
All right, we just heard the song Rock Candy by Sunblock off of Wither World. Um, okay, so my interest is definitely peaked. I liked that. I think that this is um, this is like this is very represented re- representative of um, a thing that's kind of in its nascency right now, which is like an increased awareness of late '80s, early '90s college rock and Britpop and power pop, like entering back into the uh, collective consciousness of like subculture spaces. I'm not sure who exactly is responsible for, like, who's the flag bearer for that, because there's been a lot of bands that have been doing this for a while, but I think a whole lot of bands that that have been doing this for, like, the last five years have done so kind of unheralded or have been in the space where they're, like, a band's band and kids haven't been paying attention to it that much. But recently I've seen Super Crush kind of blowing up. Um, I think I could maybe pin this on Angel Dust taking a pivot towards, uh, like, a power pop a power pop direction after putting out a couple really good, like hardcore punk records. Um, I'm not sure exactly who depended on, but it's a thing that's happening right now. And, um, it's a trend that I'm not bummed to see emerging. I, there's a lot of music in this vein that I really like, uh, specifically of like the classic era of this type of stuff. Um, uh, my friend James does that project Daisy. That's not far away from this at all, but I will say, I think is qualitatively a lot better than this. Um, I think that's like some of the, one of the best examples of somebody doing music like that right now um but this was really really good capable psychedelic late 80s early 90s power poppy stuff you know i i dug this a whole lot it was really really catchy i liked that little um that sort of like i guess outro part the saving me bit that was really good super super catchy there was like chorus is pretty catchy course was catchy there was like a nice undercurrent of like still uh like driving i guess punk energy underneath this that worked really well for it wasn't lackadaisical um it wasn't overly saccharine i dug this quite a lot i'm I, my interest has peaked i definitely gonna listen to the rest of this ep for sure yeah i'll check this out this is um doing stuff like this is a lot less forgiving than a lot of the other stuff that we listen to yeah for sure Right. Yeah. You you gotta you you pretty much have to fucking get all the parts in order and get it right. Yeah. Um. And this was pretty close to being there as far as I was concerned. Yeah. I found that the like the main the verse part of the song. Yeah. Kind of had me tuning out a little bit. I feel you. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's not in my head, but it's kind of tuning out a little bit. The chorus was catchy. That refrain at the end was catchy. Yeah. This. Um. I guess. If you're thinking about like currently, mm-hmm. what we've heard in the past couple of years, this kind of puts me almost in the same place that something like Pleather does or something like that. Sure, yeah. Um, sort of going in, in that same, you know, I guess that same era. Yeah. So, yeah, not bad. No, for sure, especially for a first effort. I mean, um, looking at the picture, y'all, you you don't seem like spring chickens, but you're not, like, weathered and old either. I imagine this isn't your first rodeo per se, but, like, nonetheless, um, if this is your first effort together as a band, super promising. I mean, if you fucking, if you got that close to knocking it out of the park on the the first attempt, I I only imagine this getting better with time. So, yeah, I'm for sure going to listen to the rest of that EP. I thought that was really solid. Um, I'm stoked to check out the rest of this and see what you do next. Yeah. Um, all right, let's roll the dice. Four. All right, so four is window phase with window phase three. Um, like I said, this is uh, this is something that we both liked a lot. It was really lo-fi. We, we compared it to, like, butthole surfers and shit in a way that I think a lot of stuff can't be compared to butthole surfers. It was, like, schizophrenic and frenetic and weird. 
um, energetic, definitely informed by hardcore, but not hardcore in the strictest sense. And decidedly outsider. And decidedly outsider and in a real way. We pointed that dude has a cow shirt on. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. So, so, um, so when, like I said, he, he didn't submit the second release because he said it sounded a whole lot like the first release. Um, so uh, I'm interested to, to see what he did on this one. Let's, uh, let's just jump into it. I think, uh, I don't think he suggested a particular track. Oh, no, he said one of the first two tracks would be the most representative. I like, so. the, I like the giant church. The giant church, yeah. I like the, I like that name. Okay, cool. Let's just listen to that then. So we're going to listen to The Giant Church by Window Phase off of Window Phase 3. Okay, so we just heard The Giant Church by Window Phase off of Window Phase 3. Uh, first thing I'm going to point out is that I really like that the last lyric in this song is, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Also, and I don't know, I, I'm not exactly sure when that was said. I think it was right at the very end. Yeah, I. so it took me a minute to realize that that haunting sound I was hearing where either, was even the vocal track. Well, that, that's you know? what it was like in the last one, too. Right, yeah. So Well, that one was a little bit more discernible. Well, that's what I was about to point out. Yeah. So I like this. Yeah. Because I like stuff that is earnestly different. That's not to say that I think that this was like good in a like a common commonly minded sense. You know what I mean? Right, like yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say to anybody, "Yo, check this band out." Right, 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 right. Right. Yeah. I can't think of a single person that I know that I would recommend this to. No, I don't know that I can either. Honestly, you know, yeah, like I can't. Yo, you yo, check out Window Face. Right, right. Yo, it, it's fucking good. Right. But you either get it or you don't. Yeah, for sure. And so I like I like stuff that is earnestly weird mm-hmm. and, and, and just this just reeks of earnest amateurism. Yeah, for sure. And uh, 
I like it for that reason. I like the fact that it's it it sounded like a fucking mess. I also think that that Nick on the in his first email, I could be misremembering this, but I think he cited the Minutemen as an ex, as as an influence. And maybe I'm just remembering that and and uh, you know creating a memory that matches my own perception. But to me, this felt. Um, very much like a spiritual successor to to Minutemen. You know what I mean? Sure. In the sense that it's like it's coming from it's coming from uh, a hardcore background, but really one of the only sonic similarities it bears to, to to traditional hardcore is that you know it's loud. It uses like sparse instrumentation, and it it shares the pioneering spirit. I sure. guess you know what I mean. Right. It's, it's it uh, it defies easy classification, right? right? That's which is again why on the last stuff I think we compared it to Butthole Surfers, who are also you know from even from song to song on a single record um, could sometimes sound like a completely different band while at the same time being totally recognizably the Butthole Surfers, right? And that's why that's you know also it, it makes the Butthole Surfers a frustrating listen. For it could it can yeah for sure because you're like fuck this fucking track right right Stop right right fucking around and just play some fucking music right and then the next track just fucking rips right right yeah 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 right and it's so it's like you know it's one it's the same reason that you know everybody knows about the butthole surfers that that you know wants to know basically sure yeah but that's not a band where i'm like yo check out the butthole surfers yeah i i am that way but all only to the right only to the right person and it's the same thing with <laughs> yeah. this i can't think of a single person that i would say yo you need to check this out yeah, but I like this. I still like it. Yeah, no, I thought I think this is cool, man. I actually I think I liked this a little bit more than um, I recall liking the first stuff that you sent in, Nick. I think this is like I said, genuinely weird in in a way that really endears it to me. I I think this is cool. It it's not, it's clearly not aiming to be a pre existing thing. It, I mean, it right. is it is literally a a synthesis of your influences in a way that sounds uniquely your own. Right. Like truly. And yes, it does reek of amateurism, but not in a way, not in a way that's so egregious as to make this unlistenable. Like you can clearly play your instruments and you can write right. a song, but like the recording style. That, that's what I mean. You know what that's I mean? what like, I mean. This sounds, this is, this is amateur homegrown in every fucking way. Yeah. This is weirdo shit, man. And I mean, again, I fucking, I love Daniel Johnson. I love our Stevie Moore. I love like true true weirdo left of center shit, which I know it's fucking cornball to, to claim, you know, claim that shit in 2021, especially Daniel Johnson being as, as big as he, as he got. Um, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm just saying, I like stuff that, um, that feels, uh, authentic in its, in its oddity. And this, this definitely, uh, checks that box for me. And I also just have fun listening to it. I thought, I think this is like a sincerely fun listen. I like this. I don't yeah. know how many of our listeners are going to concur, but I like this a lot. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Like I said, I, I wouldn't expect anybody I know to actually like this. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah. I'll listen to the truck on my way to work tomorrow. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, all right. Yeah, good job, Nick. This is cool. Let's roll the dice. Four. All right. Four is the Oxygen Tank demo. So this is the new Chris Callahan band. You can find this at oxygentank.bandcamp.com. And uh, let's see how many songs are on this. Four. All right, cool. There you go. Um, nice, short, and sweet demo. Uh, looks like they actually have a demo tape up, too. Good mm -hmm. on Chris. Um, I only see two members in the picture, so I wonder if this is just like a, a two-man collaborative like home recording project. Thing. Here's my favorite sign of the times, right? Okay. The demo tape, edition oh. of 125. Right. You can buy it. Yeah. No more shirts. 
<laughs> yeah, the shirts are all sold out, right? Yeah. yeah, the shirts sold out before the tape. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, that is a sign of the times. Um, all right, cool. So they have the first song on here queued up to play. So we'll just go with that. So we're going to listen to Darkness Comes to Light by Oxygen Tank off of their demo. We just heard the song Darkness Comes to Light by Oxygen Take off of their demo 2021. So I said before we ever landed on this, um, you know, Chris Callahan is a dude who has really never stopped making hardcore and punk in some iteration. He's played in a zillion fucking bands over the years. Um, I won't even attempt to list them because I'm sure I would miss some. But like, you know, notably... Uh, was in Left for Dead, was in Cursed, et cetera, et cetera, right? Was in um, uh, Ruination. Ruination, right. Um, the Swarm. The Swarm, yep, yep. Um, Burning Love. Burning Love, right, yeah. I've seen Burning Love a handful of times. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. There's been a bunch of them. Yeah, for sure. So this is a dude whose like, contribution to punk and hardcore I appreciate, and many of his bands I think are genuinely classic, uh, like Left for Dead, like Cursed, et cetera, et cetera. His in his output as of late, at le you know the last few years for me has has been missing kind of a critical element of some of the early bands he was a part of, which is that I just I always find myself wanting it to be meaner. He has settled into some acts that I feel um, are a little bit more straight ahead, and I don't fault anybody for that. I mean, it's fun to play just like straight ahead, moshy, fucking no descriptor, hardcore. I get that for sure. I'm not bummed about it at all. But that's kind of how I felt about this. This was fine, but it was very just like nondescript, like, yeah, this is hardcore for hardcore's sake. Its only influence is 
other hardcore bands. Um, you know, I mean, it specifically sounded like the trial and strife-esque sort of straight-ahead hardcore of the early to mid-90s filtered through a modern lens. Um, and Chris's vocal sounded good over it. The lyrics seem to be reflecting about uh, a lack of awareness and accountability towards predatory people within the context of the punk and hardcore scene. At least that's how I read it, which is cool. Glad that you're writing about real shit, shit that you've experienced most likely that regrettably many of us have experienced being close to people who end up being real pieces of shit and uh, sh pieces of shit in ways that we didn't foresee. Um, but like... I, I could really take or leave this musically. You know what I mean? It's it's totally fine. I'm stoked that Chris is doing another band. I'm stoked that he stayed busy this past, you know, fucking 30 years at this point. Um, but yeah, this is just, it's, it doesn't have, it doesn't have on offer many of the things that would make me perk up my ears in the new hardcore band, you know? It doesn't have the same bite. It didn't have that moment that like made you go, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Um, I think it depends the context in which you're introducing to this. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that if they put, you know, put together a full band, played it live. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, for right? sure. And Chris is a really good front man, so I'm sure it would translate live well. Right. And and I think that, um, yeah, I kind of on you with that is is that um, there's never been a project of his that I out and out don't like. Right. Right. Yeah. But there are some that are certainly fucking standouts. Yeah. And uh, this is uh, middle of the pack for me. Yeah, for sure. Totally perfectly passable. Good, perfectly fucking good. Would go see it live. Sure. For sure, um, and that might change my uh, my initial impression of it. Yeah, but um, yeah, pretty decent. I liked it. I think that Tim Singer, mm -hmm. one of my favorite hardcore vocalists, for sure. This dude, obviously, too. Yep. Um, I, I think that there's there's like there's um his 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 delivery is always good. His voice sounds good. Yeah. And there's just like a a witty meanness. Yeah, for sure. You he, know, he also has he has a way. I think uh, he has a way of he's eloquent without sounding like he is uh, actively referencing a, th a thesaurus no. or he's trying to come off as overly academic. Right. He gets his point across. It's plainly spoken, but nonetheless delivered with uh, a certain degree of eloquence. You know what I mean? He kind of he. This is turning into the fucking suck on Chris Callahan's <laughs> bollocks night, right? <laughs> But he kind of gives off Rollins vibe. Yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I've always enjoyed like his his lyric his lyrics and his delivery and everything like that. There's just there's a very there's a very sharp sort of witty nastiness to them. Yeah. That I like, and uh, that was the same with this. I thought it was adequate. I thought it was pretty good. If I see it in a different context, I might think I think might think better of it. But musically, I'll probably ch I'll check out the rest of it. Yeah, for sure. Just to see where I stand. Yep. Because there might be some parts that just you know put you down. Yeah, for right? sure. Totally possible. Uh, um, but like that song, just kind of yeah, I felt like it was middle of the pack. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Let's roll the dice. Five. All right, five is uh, Iron Noose, um, aka grief nocturne it's still on the iron noose band camp but i don't know if he's just using a new name since this is no longer a collaborative project between uh, him and adam walker so you can find this at ironnoose.bandcamp.com the release is called theater of exiled eyes it is a four song ep um i don't believe that he suggested a particular song the run times are not uh not super short um looks like the first song's queued up to play i really don't know what to expect going into this because i never listened to iron noose sorry adam um but let's just listen to the the opening track on this so we're going to listen to festering chasm by grief nocturne off of theater of exiled eyes 
Okay, so we just heard Festering Chasm by Grief Nocturne off of Theater of Exiled Eyes. Nate, how'd you feel about that? I liked it. Yeah, it was good. Lo-fi. I would I would like to hear this with some real production behind it. Yeah, this is this was uh he recorded everything himself at his right. house. And so. it still sounds good because the lo-fi serves it well as well. For sure. You know, yeah. especially the I feel like I, I want to hear the doom parts. Yeah. Booming. Yeah, I want that stuff to be like crushing. But like that black metal riff at the end and stuff and like the black metal edge on this, I, I like the lo-fi. Yeah. I like, I liked, it. I liked, uh, as he puts it, the warts and all. Yeah, yeah, I like this. This is good. This um, was good for sure, man. Yep. And uh, Grief Nocturne is a better name than uh, Iron Noose, I think. I agree too. Yeah, Grief Nocturne is a good name. Yeah, Justin, this is good, man. You're, uh, you're clearly a talented songwriter. We liked, uh, we liked the other stuff that uh, that was sent in. That was a, a Justin project. Um, so. Yeah, this this stuff is really good too. Uh, it was some of the like the doomy elements of this reminded me of like kind of of cough, coffin worm at uh, times. So, so I was, I wonder how much of that because we said that before. It sounds like an indie band. Yeah, because this dude's not from India, and Adam's not in the band anymore. I want like, and I don't think Adam had any part in these songs. He didn't have any part in these songs. No, but you know, I, it, it might just be because it, indie's a, a you know. A moderately sized city in the United States. Yeah, and metal tends to sound the same. It's actually it's more than just a moderately sized city. It's one of the bigger U.S. Yeah. cities, actually. It's like a million people. Uh, in the in the in the like metro area, though, it's like big. Well, it is a very sprawled out city. Yeah, for sure. It's big, but it's not it's not like Chicago. You know right, what I mean? Sure. It's, it's not the first thing you think of when you think of right. large city in the United States. Right, but I think it is in like top top ten or fifteen biggest. But yeah, maybe it's just our proximity to the city or whatever. But also like I think it's it's possible to go the other way too, in which we like sure. downplay the influence of that band because they're our homies. Ab- absolutely. But I think Coffin Worm I mean Coffin Worm was like a big and important band to a lot of people. This did, and this did remind me of Coffin Worm quite a bit. For sure. Um, it sounded like Carl Byers was playing guitar. Yeah, especially that opening riff. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, dude, that's that's a Coffin Worm riff. You but, know uh, I mean? yeah, this was fucking dope, so. Yeah, I thought this was really good. Um, and you did a real solid job. He said this is his first uh, attempt at, at doing a home recording using Reaper as a DAW. Yeah, I thought this sounded pretty pretty fucking good, man. I mean, all of the instrumentals were, uh, were you know, you, you could discern everything that was going on you could hear all the notes um but i would definitely like to hear this project like with some production behind it because to hear those doom parts sound like properly crushing sounded like bombs in my head that would be sick i would really like to hear this produced well but i thought that was uh sincerely really really fucking good i like that a lot i was uh pleasantly surprised by that i'll say we haven't had a stinker today no we haven't man that's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty good feeling. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not just wasting all our time well, away in this basement. B- before coming into this episode tonight, I was like, man, I, I hope that I just want a chill episode. I yeah. want to hear good stuff. For sure. I don't want to have to fucking use my brain and think. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's been uh, shitty weather here. Yeah. This is the kind of day that I feel like I why did I even bother getting out of bed? I, I was just about to why say, why am I not in a casket? Right <laughs> yeah. Before now? I headed yeah, before I headed over here, I was like, man. Okay, I just I want to just play yeah. be playing video games right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this fucking exactly. podcast tonight. Right. The ground is muddy. Dig it up and put me in it right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dig me up later like an uruka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know whatever, but this is good. So yeah, for next, sure. Uh, right. Let's uh let's keep the ball rolling. Let's keep the good the good times going. Yeah, no doubt. Four again. 
Four again. Damn, dude. The dice gods are, they got they, they really have a particular number in mind. All right, cool. Well, you're going to you're going to like this too. So, um, this is Repeat Offender with Summary Execution. I have already heard this. It's really really fucking good. This is on Mendeku Discac out of Vietnam. I'm not sure if I don't know if this is actually out of Vietnam. No, no, this don't. isn't, but the but the label I think is. It says from the Basque country. We had this exact same we did, yes. So I don't, I don't fucking know where it's based. All right, I, I, but, I don't, I, I, you know, yeah, I just don't know. But it's, it's based somewhere that isn't America. I know that as far for as sure. we know, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I'm only operating on what's presented to me here and and taking it at face value, right? Um, but yes, this repeat offender seven inch is really good. Nate, you're gonna like this. You're gonna want to buy a copy. I'm almost positive of that. So um, let's uh, let's just jump right into it. The first song is queued up to play. That's as good a place to start as any. So we're gonna listen to Revenge by Repeat Offender off of Summary Execution. We just heard Revenge by Repeat Offender off of their 7-inch summary execution. Um, also, in case you want to get a copy of that and they still have them, which is kind of unlikely considering this came out in April, um, there is a U.S. pressing of this on Shit Kicker Records. I have not uh, I have not checked to see if this is uh, still available on there or not, but it's worth giving, a, giving it a shot and checking anyway. There was like... I don't know. Mendeku Discock printed pressed up like 500 plus, uh, like 550 copies of this or something. So there might still be copies up. Anyway, this is for my money at least uh, one of the best, just straight up fucking ripping fast hardcore punk seven inches of the year. I fucking love this record. It's really good. How'd you feel about it? Yeah, this was good. I I like the demo so much. I bought it twice. Oh really? Cassette and seven inch. Oh word, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um yeah, what can you say, right? Of course we fucking like this. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, for sure. So time and time again, not doing anything new, just doing something old very well. Very, very well, yes. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I never get tired of it. No, I, I think this is this is uh, right up there with fucking armor, electric chair, illiterates, thought control, fucking, you know, protocol, fucking take your ideation, uh, take your take your pick of, of bands doing this style of hardcore right now really, really fucking well. Yep. And uh, I think this this deserves a spot right up there with the best of them. Bootlicker, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There, there is such a broad selection of bands doing this perfectly right now. I feel uh, I feel blessed to have lived this long. If, if you like boots and white tee hardcore. Yes. 
and not streetwear hardcore. Right. This is for you. This is for you. Or if you like streetwear hardcore also, like me. Yeah, but it's not it's not as much for you. <laughs> it's it's just as much for it's me. It's not just as much for you. <laughs> it's it's definitely this is definitely more fucking zip up combat boots, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's really fucking good. Like I said, um, you know, give it, give it a shot. You can, you can go to, I think it's uh, shitkickerrecords.bigcartel.com is where you can pick up the U S copies of this. No idea if they're still available, but they are, they are. All right, cool. There you go. Go pick up a copy now. No excuses. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's roll the dice. Yeah. Let's roll the dice one more time. We only got like, I think we only have like five voicemails or something tonight. So there's no reason not to just pack this full of music. Okay. Three. All right. Three is Strong Boys. I think we're going to be, I think that everything that we're going to have on the show tonight is going to be some degree of good. And hip. Yeah, for sure. For at least a few people. Here's the thing I was thinking about when we said like a thousand people, you know, like a thousand people like that ingrown band on the planet. Uh Think about how fucking niche that is. Unbelievably. Like, I, you know, I listen to this shit all the time. Yeah. I think about these bands like, oh yeah, you haven't heard of this band, right? But then... You you show me the biggest fucking pop star. Have no idea who that fucking person is. <laughs> yeah, couldn't name one. Couldn't name an up and coming new actor. Right. right. Yeah. Couldn't fucking name him. My head is shoved so firmly up my fucking ass listening to this m- like microcosm, this super niche shit. Yeah. That uh, I couldn't tell you. I, I I forget. I do forget how niche this is. Yeah. Like genuinely, because I'm so deeply immersed in it that. I, I, it's hard, it's really hard to stay, t- to step back and take stock of like how small this fucking world actually is. Yeah. You know? Um, like the fact that if a band in our world sells a thousand seven inches with any degree of expediency, we're like, oh fuck, dude, that's, yeah, a, they're dude, blowing up. They're blowing up. <laughs> they're, Yo, they're blowing up. They're going to be hitting all the fucking fests. Yeah. They're going to do one good tour and then they're going to be done, but that's okay. Cause they fucking blew up. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, you know, I don't know. I've said it before. Name me a fucking pop star. Right. No idea. Demi Lovato. Never heard of her. <laughs> okay. All right. We're... Isn't she an actress? No. That's Demi Moore. No, not Demi. I know Demi Moore is an actress. I Isn't that isn't that other chick an, act- an actress? Demi Lovato? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's acting now, too. I, I think she, she is makes music. Is she on music. Gas Station TV? <laughs> Is she on Cheddar News? I don't know if she... I don't think she's on Cheddar News. I wish that fucking... I wish a repeat offender was on Cheddar News. Me too. Then I'd like it a little bit I would more. love the fucking looming... This, the, the, the current dystopia at that point then. This is Cheddar News with the new repeat offender 7-inch. On Mendeco Disc Hack or whatever the fuck it is. We don't know if it's from Vietnam or from the Basque Country, but they put out pretty good hardcore. Yeah, imagine Maria Menounos telling you about the new repeat yeah, offender on yeah. Cheddar News. She'd tell you about... Yogi Vikram Badahavani or something, and, and how you want to mix turmeric with uh, turmeric with your Mountain Dew Orange Blast while you listen to Repeat Repeat Offender and do your chakras or some shit like that. That's right. So you can find this at staticshockrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, too bad for you, it's all sold out. So even if this is really good, which I'm sure that it will be, um, you can't get it. So um, there might be some U.S. distros with copies of this. I would imagine this would be in like the Sorry State I, distro. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, so uh, let's just jump in at the at the front. So we're going to listen to the first song on this, Pink Death by Strong Boys off of their 7-inch Homo.
All right, so we just heard the song Pink Death by Strong Boys off of their 7-inch homo. That is uh, quite literally gay 86 mentality. Yes, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> quite right? literally. I will say, first of all, that fucking rips. I love that it, truly 86 men mentality worship, which is just fucking great, classic, boot boy, oi-informed hardcore, right? Can't go wrong with it. 86 right. mentality, one of my favorite bands of the last 20 years. Easy. Right. Um, so... So another thing I really, really like is shit that is aggressively, violently gay. Yeah. I love it, genuinely, because I I like the idea of a lifestyle, especially one that is frowned upon by the moral majority, turning that not only into something that you're proud of, but having it be an imposition upon them. Sure. Right? You because, know what I mean? Because they fucking impose themselves on us, right? Exactly. I can't sure. fucking drive down the highway without seeing some bullshit fucking Christoid fucking, you know, billboard or some shit. Yeah. Fuck you. Check this out. Here's Satan with a dick right up your fucking ass. For sure. I, I am still a really big fan of uh, homosexuality as transgression against social norm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still fuck with that heavily. I think that um, as, like, queerness and shit becomes uh, increasingly co-opted by corporate interests and shit, to see stuff that is still aggressively non-family-friendly gay is always really refreshing to me. I really fucking like that element of this. And beyond that, the music just fucking rips. This is really fucking good. I have not a, a single bad feeling about this. I am going to try and pick up a copy of this right away. Now, 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 here's the thing. You know, obviously, I'm probably talking out of turn here a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. but when, since when am I not doing that, right? Sure, yeah. That's what we like, do on the show. You know, give them a fucking reason to hate you. For sure, dude. Right? Yeah, You're going to sure. fucking hate me no matter what. Yeah, fuck and you. And you're going to tell me with some glassy-eyed fucking bread-brain bread bullshit that you actually love me. Right. Give them a fucking reason to hate you. No doubt. I'm, yeah, I'm fucking way with that. Right? Yeah, absolutely, man. That's what I say. For sure, dude. Fuck trying to normalize and integrate. Fuck them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, no. you know, I ain't the one that's got to fucking worry about it. So yeah. True. Yeah, true enough. But, uh, yeah, this is really fucking good, man. I like this a lot. Um, if you, uh, you said that, or did you say there are, did you find any copies of this still, still available out for grabs? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Word. Well, check the, check the normal sp spaces. Uh, sorry, state, you know, fucking the internet. the internet, all of the distros you typically go to for, uh, you know, getting, uh, UK and Euro shit stateside, there might still be copies of this. Oh left. yeah. There are copies on, um, sorry state. All right, cool. So I'm going to pick up a copy of this stat. This is really, really fucking good. I suggest everybody else do the same thing. Um, I, this was uh, this was not oversold to me. Really, really fucking good. And evidently, they had a release like six years ago, too. It says this is their first release in six years. So I guess they've been a band for a grip. I, I guess I'll have to go back and check out their old stuff because this is really good. So Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So we've been going. We've been going about an hour. We, we have like five messages. You know, you want to just pivot to messages and get them out of the way. You want to do one more band. How many? We've do? done six, right? We've done uh, seven. Oh, damn. Seven bands. Um, so we've got no shortage of content on, on, on this episode one way or the other. I, I don't care. Let's just call it there because we ended on a really, yeah, on a really yeah. high I mean, note. That's what, so yes, I'm glad you said that because we did end it on a real high note. We, we've got one more thing in the queue that I'm convinced will be really good. Right. Then we have one thing that could go either way. And right. then we have another thing that I think could potentially be straight up not good. Right. So, so let's not tempt the fates. Exactly. We've offended the Christ. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. So um, we've done our deed for the night. He's coming after us. He'll probably give us some fucking shitty stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, all right, cool. We're going to pivot to voicemails now. 
Yo, um, funny thing, Gray, I actually, if you had mentioned it, it completely blanked that, um, I'm only supposed to send one suggestion for email. So, uh, sorry, I've been a complete ass hat and sending 10 bands and some emails. Also, yeah, no duh, I would probably die if, uh, civilization went to shit and laws became non-existent. Say about 95% of the everyday person would die. I mean, we're conditioned to be reliable on means that, of, that not just means of production, but means that are provided by us by others and accessible means by other people. Like, if that just stops, everyone starts doing what the fuck they want. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure about 80% of the population in the world will probably end up dying out in five years or less. And then, you know, follow suit. And also, a uh, curious question. I actually just watched um, No Country for Old Men. I don't know if either of you two are Coen Brothers fans, but it kind of makes me think, is that the Coen Brothers magnum opus, or would you go back and say Blood Simple, maybe, in a sense, because that kind of like Raven Fargo? Uh, just thoughts. I mean, personally for me, No Country for Old Men is the best film they have made and will ever make. But yeah, peace. Okay. There's a, a note of contrition. Yeah. From AJ. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's good to hear. No, no problem. You know, just try to, just try to recall moving forward. So that way, I mean, for your sake, as much as ours, that way we get your shit in the queue. Cause I'd love to, you know what I mean? Um, as for the Coen brothers, that's a good question. So I'm, I'm a big Coen brothers fan. Nate, I know you like some Coen brothers films as well. I, I like some, I, I don't, um, I don't pay that much attention. I pay a lot of attention, you know? Um, so I would say that No Country for Old Men is probably objectively their best film. If you're just talking about, like, from a purely academic sense, I think that a strong a strong case could be made for No Country for Old Men, yes. Um, it's not my favorite, personally. I'm a bigger fan of when Coen Brothers films are, like, more overtly comedic, I guess. I really like The Big Lebowski. I really like Raising Arizona. I really, really like Fargo a whole lot. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the the Coen brothers are a fucking are great fucking filmmakers. I I I'm, I cannot add anything um, constructive to this fucking conversation or discourse that people far more eloquent and learned than me haven't already said. So yeah, I like the Coen brothers. Yeah, they were pretty good. They put out some pretty good movies, right? Yep. They had a hand in Bad Santa. Yeah. Do they actually have a hand in I Bad Santa? They did. Bad Santa, underrated. Underrated. I really like Bad Santa. They had a hand a in Dark Man, I believe. Well, are you, you're, you're making shit up now, right? I'm not making shit you're up. You're making shit I'm up not now. Making shit up. You are absolutely fabricating shit, shit right now. There's I no fucking way that the Coen brother. You're just naming fucking I'm movies not, I'm now. I'm making shit up. Yes, you are. What, did, what, do you, what do you mean by they had a hand in Let's it? Let's just say it? that their, their fingerprints are on that. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Right? I really like Bad Santa. I think it's a funny movie, and I don't think the Coen brothers had anything to do with it, nor did they with the fucking Dark Man, which you. I also like a fucking lot. I love Sam Raimi. Don't think the Coen brothers had anything to do I'm with Dark you. Man. They, I, uh, they um, contributed to uh, Green Mile. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I know for a fact you're just naming movies now. Mm -hmm. um, let's, let's listen to World that. Royal Bombs. That was a good one. <laughs> It's also a good movie. Let's let's listen to the next voicemail now. Hey, uh, I had a question for you two fucking reprobates. Um, it's twofold. 
I may or may not have been involved in, like, running those, like, really dumb gorilla shows behind a Walmart and in that abandoned fucking warehouse. And those were cool, but a bunch of normies are showing up to this shit and asking for bands to play, like, more songs and, like, do shit that just doesn't make sense. And I was wondering if y'all have, like, any advice on, like, getting normies, like, learnt on how to, like, be at the punk show. Also, how long do you think this, like, post-COVID boom of, like, just fucking 80 motherfuckers showing up to, like, any show on a Tuesday, that which seems to be still going fucking, you know, six months into coming back? All right. Thank you. Fuck you. Die. Well, I, I would like to say that it would never go away because a year of being uh, restricted from accessing the things more that, than a year more than a year yeah then of being restricted from accessing the things that um, we all hold so dear would reinforce um, the fact that we should not take them for, for granted and we're really gonna lean into it go extra hard and support the things that we uh, claim to love so much but I don't think that that is how it's gonna go <laughs> I think it'll last Six months. Like an additional six? I think so. So we'll get like a year? I think we'll get like, yeah, I think that we'll get a year. I think that we're looking at like maybe next summer. Yeah, right, right, right. right. And then things will thin out a little it's bit. It's starting to thin back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, normies shows, uh, show them no fucking mercy. Yeah, for sure. I would say. Don't, 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 don't fucking acknowledge them. No. And, and um, you know, uh. What, what, what did fucking Gigi Allen say? My my fucking my body's a gun. The lyrics are the ammunition. My my, my body, yeah, it's something about the pointing pointing. His body is and a the gun audience and is the, the target. The audience is the target. Right? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, just treat them as a fucking target at the show. Don't and if they don't show up, they don't show, like. We've said it before. Yeah. If you don't fucking like it, leave for sure. Right. It, <sighs> Punk is for anyone but it's not for everyone right you know what i'm saying and it shouldn't apologize for that no if you don't fucking like it leave yeah for sure yeah as far as like uh as far as getting them hip to the sort of like you know the standards taboos and mores of subculture like literally they'll either get actually interested in it and stick around long enough to uh integrate or they won't you know what i mean i think it's the same thing that we've said about bringing kids to shows right if you want to bring your fucking kids to shows or they rather if they express interest in coming to shows whatever yeah. their age might be because if you drag a kid to a show because you want to get them into this thing you love fuck off but if your kid express interest in attending with you fine but like the minute that that turns into like you're trying to actively make this a family affair and a family friendly outing it fucking sucks get the fuck out of here you know what i mean like oh hey everybody let's catch the kid who's gonna stage dive no fuck you like they should take it like in for a penny in for a pound right you yep. know your kids either gonna like it as it is or they're not gonna like it and they're gonna come back to it later or they're never gonna come back to it right doesn't matter. Same thing with these people. You know what I mean? Like, they're either going to come, they're going to get it, they're going to enjoy it, they're going to jump in head first, and they're going to learn the same way that everybody else does, or they're going to wander into a couple shows, go, oh, that was fucking weird, and then they're going to go back to their their normal life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I I would say literally just pay them no mind. Don't be dicks to them, you know? No, Fuck no, them. don't, 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 yeah, don't welcome, single welcome, them out. You know, welcome them as, as you would anybody else. Don't single them out. Treat them literally the same as everybody else at the show. Yep. You know what I mean? That's yep. literally it. That's just it. All right, let's listen to the next one. 
Hey, um, how's it going? Uh, so yeah, fucked up. Um, one thing that I'd like about fucked up that I think is really cool, um, is that they write like seven minute long hardcore songs and they work. And I know you guys, you know, extol the value of keeping a song short, but what do you think about like, you know, if a band can do it, like, is it always a bad idea or like, should they try it? You know, should more bands be trying to write five and a half minute long hardcore songs? Cause just cause. And, um, yeah, weed lean, like, is so fucking lame, man. It's so fucking lame. Just drink lean. If you're gonna do drugs, just do cool drugs. Just drink fucking lean. Don't drink THC fucking purple drink. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Legal weed sucks. Fuck. Yeah, fuck. I don't know, man. Bye. <laughs> I mean, my short answer is absolutely not. No, band should not. More band should not be trying to write seven minute long songs. I I even think it only works for fucked up to a point. Yeah. Um. I I mean I think I stick with fucked up longer than you do. Much longer. Not much, but a little bit. And you like the last record? No, I did not like the last record. Those, Those your dreams? Those I didn't. Dreams. I did tell not. Me how much you like that record? I didn't. I did not tell you how much I liked that record. I think there are a couple really good songs on yeah, it. Yeah, you were talking about how good it was. No. I said there are a few good, really good songs on there, and overall the record is is definitely not for me. I thought that when it first came out, I think it now. Mm. The last record that I really that I kind of enjoyed was Those Your Dreams was was Glass Boys from 2014. I thought was pretty good, but the last record I really, really ride for is probably The Chemistry of Common Life from 2008, which does have some really fucking long songs, and I think that that was fucked up at kind of at the height of their powers. Um, that was when they were writing hardcore still, generally speaking, and they were fitting it into like five to six minute long formats and doing it with some success, but I think that you have like diminishing returns on that format the longer that you try to do it. Um, I think that they stumbled into something uh, really cool on that record that that other bands should not strive to recreate and that I don't even think Fucked Up has or should strive to recreate. Um, so no, I, I don't think that that's the case. I think it's purely a mix of uh, coincidence, good timing, happenstance, um, and uh, the skill of the people involved that that approach worked for Fucked Up. I, I don't think it's in any way a reason for us to endorse that as a format, you know? I'm going to take a counter-argument here. Okay. Because, again, mm -hmm. it should, it's not about the fucking audience. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, okay. Sure. It, it we're, is, we're talking it like, is. We're talking flipper and no trend type yes, shit. Yes. Sure. Like, right. like yeah. punish people. Sure. Punish people. No doubt. Right? Yeah. You won't be popular. Right. Punish them. Right. Yeah, if, so yeah. we we were talking on the on the I think it was on the maybe the last episode of the Patreon episode about Black Flag playing in England and there's a video then they're playing like Rat's Eyes and they're doing like an extra long version of it yeah and people are just so fucking bummed you can see it in their faces and I love it yeah I don't want to watch a hardcore band play a seven minute song but I want to watch people watch a hardcore <laughs> band play a seven minute song right yeah for sure right so there's there's a tension there, right? right yeah. And uh, I guess if if you're looking to be a popular hardcore band and blow up mm -hmm. and like rip it, then 
fucking rip it and right. write good songs. Yeah. But if you're looking to be a punisher, if you're looking to inflict yourself on somebody and you sure. get off on that, then fucking write six and seven. Yeah. And fuck, write a 20-minute song. For sure. Yeah, agreed. And and make people regret it. Because <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is in the spirit of yeah, punk. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that's the best answer to that question. There you go. Um, all right, let's hear the next one. Hey, Smokey Johnson here. What's up, you fucking nerds? Hong Kong is really good. Um, I don't like you motherfuckers very much, but I'm going to buy the Kong Kong tape when you put it out because I really like Kong Kong and I want to support, uh, you know, good, stupid music. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you. Kong Kong sick. Fuck you. All right. Uh, again, I've said this before. I don't know if it was about D. Smokey Johnson specifically, but I, I, I do genuinely kind of relish the idea of, of people listening to this show who honestly don't like us very much. And I, I relish the idea even more of, of somebody buying something from us in spite of the fact that they don't like it because we're, um, we're putting, putting our money behind something cool. So there you go. If you really don't like us, um, sick. If you do, funny joke. Either way, yeah, please buy the Kong Kong tape because that band is really good. They also just announced uh, a new 7-inch. I think it's like at press right now. Um, I'm not sure when it's coming out. I'm not sure if it'll have U.S. distro, but I'm obviously I'm gonna send them, you know, 30 copies of the tape when they, uh, when we get those in. Maybe maybe we can start distroing some stuff. Oh yeah, you know what Take I'm saying? Take it up a notch, sure. Like for for European bands, like I mean, if they want to send some copies over here, maybe we'll have some copies of it stateside. If they don't have another uh, distribution method set up already, I'll I'll uh, shoot them an email and talk to them. So well, they, it's sold out. What the new seven inch? Yes, already. Yes, like. I'm looking at the band camp right now. Sold out. You're dead serious? I'm 100% serious. Look. <laughs> um, okay. No, that's their fucking last 7-inch. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's sold out, too. Yeah, I know that's sold out. That's why we did the fucking tape. Well, it's, it's <laughs> the, all sold out. The new 7-inch is not sold out. Look, it's not, it even, it's not even out Dark yet. Man. <laughs> right? Watch this. <laughs> We're back to Dark Man and the fucking Coen brothers now. Yeah, there it is. Okay, you're... I'll, I'll just have to narrate this for our listeners since this is something that's very visual since you're going to, ostensibly you're going to show me the evidence of the Coen brothers that somehow having their fingers in Darkman on some level. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and bring it up I, on the screen. I'm bringing it up right now. <laughs> okay. Just, just you fucking wait. Just you fucking wait. Are you writing? <laughs> are you writing and self-publishing an article right I am now? not writing it. I am not writing anything. Look at this. IMDb, Coen Brothers Filmography, Darkman, 1990. They did uncredited work on the script and make a brief cameo in there the film. There you go. It's some of their best work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, a good obscure pool. I'm still doubting Bad Santa, but you don't have to bring that one up. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> right. The Coen Brothers involved in even more classics than we even knew. Or well, more than I knew, but apparently, <laughs> for someone who's quote doesn't pay attention, right. you know a fuck ton about the Cohen brothers. I'm not so much a Joel head, but I'm an Ethan head for sure. <laughs> okay, all right, let's listen to this last message. Yo, Cowie here, um, dropping some shows uh, coming up this next week. Um, Mortis Gold, Mutilatrix, and Wretched Inferno playing at the Middle East upstairs on the 25th. Uh, we got Guar uh, doing a Scum Dogs 30th anniversary show with Napalm Death and I Hate God. 
Friday, October 29th at the Palladium. Um, we got Esquela Grind, Oxalate, and Blast Shield at the Middle East upstairs on the 30th. And on the 31st, um, we have Tossed Aside, Bulletproof Backpack, and Zipper um, down in Rhode Island in uh, at Simmons Farm in Middletown. All right, peace. Sick. Thanks again to Kawi for plugging shows. Uh, that last show in particular is cool. So Bulletproof Backpack is uh, the band that Alex Simmons does. We've talked about him on the show before. He's the kid who does Youth Distribute, and his dad does Atomic Action. They were both out at uh, Convulse Fest as okay. well. And they've been doing a bunch of shows on their farm. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, because his dad, like, runs a farm. And, like, yeah, so they've been doing shows out there. I bet I've the seen... animals like that. I'm <laughs> sure the animals love it. I think the animals are just on their way to death. Anyway, they're on the so... way to the fucking hook. <laughs> that's right. They're, they're Give on them their the way... fucking hook. Yeah, they're on their way to the cleaver regardless. Yeah, so. I, just, I just picture, the, like, loading up the cows and the pigs and stuff, right? Yeah. And then they're just like, <laughs> you know, like, playing fucking as they're, you know, trundling them away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm sure that's exactly how it is. You know, uh, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Antichrist siege machine is playing while they're fucking throwing fucking rabbits into a fucking wood chipper <laughs> to make burgers right then and there. Uh, I should also note that it's it's kind of sick that the Middle East is still doing hardcore shows after 40 fucking years because that's where a lot of shows took place in Boston, like back in the first first wave, like, you know, Boston hardcore shit, like SSD was playing there in fucking 1982 and stuff, so it's cool that the Middle East is still doing shows. Thanks again to Kawi for plugging shows. If uh, any of those sound interesting to you and you're in the Boston area, go check them out. Then we've got uh, we got a few text messages, then we'll wrap, wrap it up. Um, one individual says, tragic to hear the news of the lost episode. I was looking forward to hearing your Convulse Fest recap. Could you give another rundown? Um... <clears throat> I kind of did on the last episode. I'll tell you, my rundown really wasn't that extensive. I basically just said some bands that were standouts. You know, like I said, the Denver bands, I think, really stole the show. Um, It it was more than anything uh, a testament to the fact that Denver, like, truly is a hardcore punk mecca right now. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can't remember if I said this. You told me privately you wish you didn't go. (laughs) I did not. I did not tell you that. <laughs> um, I I did say that you know fests, um, no matter how good they are and how how stacked the lineups uh, lineup is, um, I I genuinely do not like going to fests. But I still had as good a time as could be expected. Pretty much every band was good. Adam is really really good at curating cool shit. And uh, that the fest itself and just like observing, I guess, the Denver punk scene in action is a testament to the fact that a few um, really dedicated, hardworking people can truly um, construct something cool from the ground up if they're just like keep their nose to the grindstone and are good at what they do. Um, so, I mean, like I said, I don't really have anything that interesting about to, to say about Convulse Records and Convulse Fest in Denver that hasn't already been covered by people on the Internet. And you can find photographers, you can find videos of sets, you can see, see for yourself. It was really cool. It was really good. I walked away from there with uh, a rare, genuine feeling of uh, reinvigoration, I guess, where I was like, man, this is fucking sick. It's possible to just put your fucking money where your mouth is, uh, keep your head down, stay in your lane, work hard, and cool things will come of it. I think it is a really, really positive testament to that fact. So, um, all right. So AJ updates us on the cousin situation. Um, (laughs) So my cousin is going to have two kids because his ex-girlfriend is also pregnant, well was, and is due in December, but told no one. 
It was going to be a birthday surprise to him. That family is on one. Also, I make maybe 75K. I don't even know. It was just a part of my fucky rant. I work as a counselor, as disturbing as that may seem, considering all things. It's a beautiful day here. Hope it is there. Also, love you, homos. There you go. There you go. So wait a second. His his cousin's ex-girlfriend is also pregnant. Well, was. Yeah. And she's also due in December. Yeah, there's some... There's some Does confl- that mean pregnancy is no longer confirmed? Right, yeah. There's some conflicting information there. Um, don't know. Uh, then we've got one that simply says, it's Bradley F. in Hollywood. I'm listening. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> Appreciate you, Bradley. Um, and then last up, we've got, either of you boys come to Pittsburgh for them Halloween shows, expect more tricks than treats by the end of the night. No. Well, you're going to be there, right? No, I'm oh, not. Oh, you're not heading I home. I can't go home. That's right. I've got too much to do. Uh, yeah, and if Nate's not going, then I'm probably not rolling out either. So there you go. We won't be in Pittsburgh, especially because uh, a couple days before the Halloween shows, um, we're going to roll to Chicago to fucking see Gag and uh, Liquids in the mall. So we already got a we already got a big a big show planned for the uh, Halloween weekend. So on that note, let's uh, let's wrap it up. If you want to send us a message or uh, drop us a text message, it's two six zero two 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 eight three four one. If you want to send us music, <coughs> it is demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old. And then if you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Five bucks and up gets you access to all the bonus content. Ten bucks and up gets you access to all that and a copy of whatever physical release we are uh, putting out at the time. We're trying to do for a year right now. Maybe we'll up the ante if more people show interest and uh, we can find enough bands to fill us out. But four has been a good number this first year. Yeah, I think it's it's it's, it's good. Good. For First uh, crack. Maybe yeah. we'll do uh, one a quarter. Maybe we'll do like twelve next year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Why not just triple the output, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we'll, uh, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, a new Patreon episode will be going up within a couple days of this episode being out. We've already recorded it. I just need to sit down and edit it and upload it and all that good shit. So uh, beyond that, tell your friends about the show. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. I got nothing else to say, and uh, it's a rainy night. I'm ready to fucking go home, eat some soft pretzels, and get this podcast edited. So I'll see you on the next one. Later. Peace.